We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like, Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Hey, the band is back together. Danny Meringue's over there. I'm Dusty Hera. This guy right over there doing the updates is Jeff Rust. How's everybody doing? Everybody have a good holiday? Yeah. We're all alive. Wow, Rust seems like very excited about how his holiday went. I think Jeff Rust might just be excited to be back at work finally. Yeah, well, well, I, didn't well sh- I didn't show did up show on, a, on a day off. So yeah, I was- almost did. Shouts to you for telling me to turn around and go home. Yeah, that was Tuesday morning. I showed yeah. up and Swag goes, what are you doing here? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And then you were going to show up, Danny. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't uh, oh, send man. the text message that you were going to be late, then you would have been here as well, which good thing Rust had his phone with him. Yes. Because I did not. Yeah. I, no. I looked back like an hour and a half later. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so following the snowstorm, ice storm, mm-hmm. whatever, the melt, mm-hmm. Monday night the Blazers played, and I almost died on the way home. I, I oh. hydroplaned. A bajillion times. Yeah. Okay. Like even people like I had a few people were like, "Why don't you just slow down, guys?" I slowed down to like forty. It doesn't matter. Like when the freeway turns into a lake, that's what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the devastation and destruction following that Tuesday morning on my way in, I usually give myself about an hour or so to get here coming from Newburgh. I needed almost double that. It took, really? me, it took me almost that long to get halfway. Why? It, just everything. Just, just tre- everything. trees falling, construction, yep. traffic backed up, post-Christmas travel. It was a disaster. And that was the reason I texted in. I was like, hey, guys, I'm. it's going to be a minute. Well, um, ooh, special shout-outs already. Uh, PG, my power went out for a little bit. Yeah. How long did it take him? Uh, two hours. Okay, yeah, I think, yeah, it was just a shade. It was about an hour forty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a bit. Yeah, yep. I think we had the same power outage, <laughs> yeah, but it so. was not very long, and it was boom, right back at it. And I was surprised. So, uh, big ups to the people at PG. Hey, listen, they huh? knew mine didn't go out, which is a. I think that that is that. That's just too bad. It should have <laughs> happened, and you should have let him just sit in the dark and fixed everybody else's power around yours. But yeah, Newberg didn't, which was this, that was an upset in yeah. my mind. I was talking with Joe Fisher about this yesterday. Hundred percent. Like, all of those trees in in Newburgh, and, the, and not jo- one of them knocked a power. And out. I will tell you this: trees fell early. Really? Oh God, trees yeah. were down all over the place. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, also, uh, how was your? What are your gripes um, on the road conditions during the ice? Because I, for one, thought uh, ODOT did a great job. Um, roads were great. I, I was driving. It was I, okay. I will say this. Well, I mean, it wasn't like 
totally safe. In but general, that's not their fault. Well, no, in general, they did very poor because, uh, in the sense of the how the, the, how the freeways what? are built, there's zero drainage on them. Hence, hence the water building up. What do you? Okay. What, Drainage matters. What do you want this current iteration to do <laughs> for the people who designed our freeway system like in 1970? We're like, there's no way more than a million people are going to live in this area. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> hey, what if we put one freeway for everybody yeah. around this one major yeah. city? And you know what? It's getting better because I remember when I first learned to drive, uh, 26 was just basically a puddle. Uh, oh, anytime God, it rain, especially not, not out on your side of town. Yeah, it's not anymore. Good. It's you can drive. You can. Dri- I don't. Twenty six used to flood regularly. I, I, there were a couple of spots on I five when I was driving up north uh, that I oof, it was it was dicey on Tuesday, on Tuesday when all that rain was coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't experienced rain and sustained winds like that since that the 96 storm. The, the big, big storm, 90, yeah. 96 when, storm. We had the big like, freeze, and then it all melted, and then we got all that rain. And that's where I lost my car. It flooded. You lost your car? Yeah. Tell like, me. Well, but I didn't lose it. I knew where it was, but I came home one night. I was in college. Mm-hmm. Came home one night from a party, and they're like, oh, my God, we were looking for you. Your car's underwater. I'm like, shut up. No, it's not. And, and I go was. out to the sky bridge that connects the campus to the parking lot, and looking down Mill Street in downtown in Salem. Salem there, and I could see about the top two inches of my car. No. So I had parked right at the uh, the low spot. There's also an Amtrak station right by there, too. So it was on, it was literally the other side of the tracks. Uh, but, yeah, in a low spot down there, and that was that was fun. Wow. So what does college Jeff Russ do in that situation? Uh, yeah, so I called my dad. Mm. <laughs> it's like, hey, Dad, so you know my car? <laughs> And he's like, yes. I go, it does not swim very well. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of questions of, you know, was I parked where I was supposed to be, you know, in the parking lot? And I was like, no. It's like, was the parking lot flooded? No. But, yeah. So this was closer. Dang. Well, uh, That's one thing I've managed to not do. What? Have my car get flooded or carried away by said flood. Uh, yeah, I think that that's pretty rare. No, yeah. no acts of God. Pretty have, have rare. No tornadoes, no hurricanes. Yeah. I got the, what, what you can call like the plague when I had the mosquitoes, like completely cover it. Sure. That was terrifying. Sure. Um, no, I have never had mine get whisked away in a flood either, mm. yeah. which thankfully we live in Oregon where we don't have a lot of catastrophic weather events. No. I'm pretty lucky in that regard. We're waiting for the big one. I did have a buddy in West Texas. Had an Mm. MR2. um, Little Toyota sports car convertible. And middle of nowhere, West Texas. So it really stands out like a sore thumb. But uh, down there, you get hail the size of golf balls. Yes. When it comes, it's it's insane. That is, uh, one of my buddies, he moved to Arizona. And he was living in Arizona in... He was like, oh, man, we just, uh, I was talking to him on the phone. He's like, yeah, we got to get ready for, there's a haboob coming. I was like, a what? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Are we sure there weren't two? Yeah. No, yes. They, right next to each other. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, a what? And he goes, there's a, a haboob coming. And I was like, what? What? I don't know. I've never heard of that term mm-hmm. before. It's a wall of sand. It's a sandstorm. Yes. It's just it... coming right through. And so he had to, like, cover his pool and that didn't work uh and so he was like i go i need video of this so he sent me like video of this thing of an terrifying looking it's usually a red cloud yeah i want nothing to do with one of those yeah 
But then he sent me a photo of his pool, which uh, it's basically turns into mud. Yeah. 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 And I was like, this is, he's like, yeah, monsoon season. Like these things can happen. And I was like, oh my God. And then he moved to Texas. And I don't think Texas gets enough credit for how dangerous its weather is. Because like you get like you get the small softball size hail, you mm-hmm. get tornadoes, you get sandstorms, hurricanes. You those mosquitoes that you were talking about, you go down towards the Gulf, mm-hmm. you get mosquito problems, you get hurricanes on the Gulf. Mm-hmm. Texas is is low key, very scary weather state. Yes, it's not quite Florida, but you get some other stuff too. Yeah, and uh, it's the same buddy house that snowstorm a couple ice storm a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of his pipes just burst. Oof. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, they don't do a whole lot of winterizing in Texas. Yeah. Not I, a thing. I don't know the details on that, but yeah. I don't know how this happened, but that storm was no joke Oof. down there. I don't, like, I'm sitting there, makes me very happy. We, moderate climate, I'm okay with. Yeah, we don't get too many weird things out here, but my yeah. buddy, his MR2, literally just had it dropped off. Had it, His parents drove it down from New York to come see him. Uh been there for I don't know three weeks, and this hailstorm comes and turns his car into a golf ball. Wait, what? Oh. Turn, turned his car into a golf ball? There was that many divots. Jeez, it just looked all dimpled up. Oh, just dimpled. I mean, I'm 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 talking hmm. hundreds, hmm. hundreds of dents in the car. That's wild. It was. I I looked at it and I was just like, ah, I am so sorry. Yeah. We had that, and that was uh, about five days later. We had a flash flood, and, and another buddy of mine. Flash floods in Texas are no joke. They come out of nowhere. There's nowhere for the water to go. Scary weather state. Yep. And but that's why I said I have not had my car taken away from me. I was going to drive that night. He's like, "No, nah, I'll drive." He had his car taken away by a flash flood. Dang. Like, and not just taken away like a little bit, like taken off the road. Like the water flooded the street, took it into the river, and like whooshed it down. Miles. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yes. Everything's bigger in Texas, including their storms. All right. Well, um, that's a long way to say, hey, good Welcome job. Back. Good job, ODOT. Good, yeah. jo- good job, PG. Got our weather and our roads all all, all dialed in. Uh, and we are back for a couple of days, at least. <laughs> Two whole days. What do, I have, what do I have here? I don't. What? Are you not familiar with your Aerosmiths? Not a big Aerosmith guy. Yeah. What? I mean, I know a lot of Aerosmith songs. Gotta let this build up here. This dude looks like a lady. Get the Christian no, this is not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nor is it Love in an Elevator. Nope. Or the Armageddon song. Nope. Oh, there, there we, we go. go. There we go. Wow, that took a long time. <laughs> it Man. certainly did. That took a long Damn time. Damn long intros. My father-in-law, he... I'm not a big, uh, I never was an Aerosmith guy. My parents didn't listen to Aerosmith. Uh, my mom was Aerosmith. My dad was more Led Zeppelin. Speaking of Led Zeppelin... I didn't listen to Aerosmith. My father-in-law was like, I'm getting into Led Zeppelin right now. I didn't really like know about them too much when I was growing up. But now, So we played Led Zeppelin over at his house, over, over at their house, I should say, at my in-law's house, for Christmas. It's a wonderful Christmas. Mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin Christmas. <laughs> Led Zeppelin... That is, that's very meringue of you. Listen, and this was this was on the in-law side. My, in, my influence is spreading. All right. Um, text 503-250-1080. Uh, Portland native just moved to Mobile, Alabama. Hurricanes, tornadoes, gators, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, well, 
<clears throat> Emphasis on the gator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We do have like we've got decent weather here. It's not great by any means. Well, but we're kind of a we're kind of a Goldilocks weather state. You know what I mean? Well, uh-huh. yeah. It's, it's, we I'd don't say, really get anything too bad. I'd, I'd say L.A., California. It's probably the Goldilocks. This is this is good. Yeah. Now, I mean, well, I think what you're saying is that we get a little bit that's a little too hot. We get a little too cold. We got just right is okay. Yeah. Uh, L.A. is just like spoiled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it rains. is cold. It rains. Yes. It rains a little bit, and they're just uh, all bundled up. And that's one of the great things about going to Disneyland in, like, January February is that just, if you get a rainy day, it's perfect. Yeah. No, because it's, like, no it's 70 degrees and rainy, and all the locals don't go. Yeah. So you just walk around the park, and you see, like, ducks, beeves, cougs, huskies, <laughs> seahawks, blazers, stuff. And you're just like, yeah, all right, no umbrellas. We're going to Splash Mountain, I guess. I mean, <laughs> Se- meanwhile, they're running the other Splash way. Mountain, we're fine. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah. weather down there. 70 in January? We're loving it. Yeah, but it, it is good. And we also don't have very many scary animals. Right? Because I have something that I'd like to just... What's the scariest animal we have in the state? A rattlesnake? Uh, no, no. Lynx? No, it's probably a mountain lion. <laughs> Lynx mountain lion? It's a mountain lion. Murder kitten? Uh, because we don't got grizzly bears. We don't got those. Well, we, we, got, we got black bears. We got though, black right? bears. They run but, away. Eh, they're, yeah. they're more scared. Like, here's the thing. I am... I Public service announcement. Can the people on the Ring app stop notifying us when coyotes are in the neighborhood? Because you know what? Coyotes live in our area, people. Yeah, very normal. If you see one, guess what? When you don't see one, they're still there. (laughs) And if you see one, like what? Shoot it. It's like I get these ring notifications on my phone that are like coyote in the area. It's like, duh. Shoot it and get this it over with. This is where they is, live. Look, like, mountain lion, yes, notify me. Yeah. Big big murder kitten, let me know. I'm just here to let you know that, uh, and they're like, get your outdoor animals inside. It's like, that coyote is out and about every single night. This is nothing new. Don't you leave probably, your little cats outside. If it's just because you saw it roaming around like 185th or whatever, it's always always around. It didn't just like take the max t- into town from Gresham and all of a sudden decide to roll around our neighborhood. I love They're always you there. You go to Gresham because all terrible well, things come it's, from Gresham. It's on the opposite side of of everywhere, and you're right. You don't, it, it, all of the things that are coming in, from, they're from Gresham. <laughs> we don't need this. The, the coyotes are always out, folks. Now, if you see the coyote that looks like it's 40 pounds heavier, I then be, be afraid. Now, wolves may be, if you go out to eastern Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, especially if like you get real rural with it yes they have some hatred for wolves yeah because they, they kill their livestock they really do yeah. and they do not they want all of the wolves they, they want dead. all dead yes 100 percent. it's all small farms and they will they will get into a chicken house and just ruin everything well they'll just ruin everything everything and so the farmers really don't like them nope. no and so if we were to go over there they'd probably say wolves are the biggest uh like most dangerous animal, but it's not to the people; it's no. to everything else. Mm-hmm. I would say cougar. Final answer: mountain yeah. lion slash cougar, most dangerous animal we have. I, I'd go with that because I, I think the worst snake we have is the rattlesnake in southeastern Oregon. Yeah, I don't it, think we have anything else. That's literally a snake that tells you to leave. <laughs> that's the most dangerous animal we have here. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gone. Yeah. Listen, have you ever have you ever ever actually like heard a rattlesnake like in person? 
like at a, at a zoo or like a yeah, exhibit. I have. It is a terrifying sound. Yeah. It is unmistakable. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I've been out in the wild and had it happen a couple times. You better hope you have a rock nearby. It, oh, wow. I heard it and I went like, I froze solid. I was like, where exactly is this at? Let's identify this thing and go the complete opposite way. Okay, uh, Tex coming in. Great White Sharks. Ooh, that may be it. But, I mean. They're only here for like a couple has, of weeks, though, right? Has anybody on the Oregon coast been bitten by a Great White Shark? Probably once, I would imagine. I think Great White Sharks get a bad rap because of Jaws. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> and they did, well, I don't think. I would just say Great White Sharks get a bad rap because of Jaws. I mean, they don't really. It's not like they're these bloodthirsty hunters out there, but. Ever since that movie came out, that's all everybody thinks they are. Apparently, Oregon has 30 shark attacks on record. Okay. Only one was fatal. Okay. And occurred because of a sea disaster. Uh, let's see here. The places in Oregon with the most shark attacks. Uh, Winchester Bay oh. with four. Lincoln County with four. Cape Kiwanda with four. Uh, Seaside's got three. Indian Beach, Glenedon Beach, Gold Beach, Florence. Look Oswald, at that. Oswald West State Park. So we have gone literally the entire length of the Oregon coast. We've gotten them, mm-hmm. but 30 ever. That's not that bad. No, not at all. The most recent one F- appears to be December, 2020 an Oregon surfer, which again, an Oregon surfer. That's a, a an incredibly ironic. Oh, there's statement. a lot of them, dude. There shouldn't be. Uh, Wetsuits. There, again, there shouldn't be. Uh, but he, they believe he was attacked by a great white shark based on the bite pattern. Okay. But so I, that was the most recent one, yeah, like December of 2020. Okay. The most recent one I can find, huh? All right, um, okay, now we're getting <laughs> the most dangerous animal in Oregon is the dive bar cougar. Uh, yeah, that is a good text. <laughs> Meow. I, um, that's that's the most depressing, not the most dangerous. Another one says, Are we just glossing over the fact we do have shark attacks on the coast? Yeah, I mean, 30 in the lifetime. I mean, 30... Recorded history of Oregon, which is like, but, what, probably 1820-something? Here's my follow-up question. Well, how, how many, many weren't recorded, though? That's my, that's my follow-up Due question. Is not how having many, a survivor. How many people are we like, oh, yeah, they got swept out to sea? No. They were eaten by a damn shark, yeah. and we just don't know about it. Got to blame it all on the sneaker waves, huh? <laughs> sneaker wave. Here we uh, go, Jeff. Rip curl, rip curl got him. Jeff Rust out here standing for uh, sneaker waves getting a bad rap. <laughs> no, very dangerous as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the coast's most dangerous animal. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Um, do we have, do we have the man of war out here? Oh, you're Manowar? talking the big jellyfish. Yeah. I don't think so. We don't have those. It's too cold here for those, isn't it? I have so, no idea. I know that's gotten people. Know, all the ones on the beach I see are pretty tiny. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say no because it makes me feel better about going in the ocean. That I just say no. Are you an ocean person in the sense of like you can go like deep in the deep dark? You can? Uh-huh. I don't mind it. I, uh, when it gets, like, black, okay, it does get a little dicey for me. Okay. I got it, like, I, I got to move. I just... I know. Just, like, just swimming. Like, if I'm diving, different story. Okay. Here's a... Uh, if I'm the slowest swimmer, then, yeah, I got a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> but if if I can swim faster than anybody that else that's out there, sure, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. The other question I always have is why are, like... Full diving suits like black mm. when seals are black and that's what sharks eat. That's a really good point. Like, why aren't they neon? Um, Can somebody explain that to me? Are 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 they colorblind? 
I don't mm. know. That's a question. What mm. we feel? I feel like science has come far enough to where we can determine whether or not, or which colors are the least attractive to the animals. Because that's one that is always terrifying. It's like, well, mistake you for a seal. I look nothing like a seal. I've got two legs. There's nothing seal about me. Yeah. There you go. So Ten sh- species mm. sharks have been tested, had no color-sensing cells, while seven had only one type. Sharks may only smell blood from miles away, but they probably don't know how red it is. And there's a dive into the article here from National Geographic. See, there we go. That was a great guess that I just mm. had. Something is Shark Week when I was, I don't know, like half in the bag in college when Shark Week was on Discovery Channel. It seeped into your brain. I got it. I retained that. Yeah. I retained that. Sharks are colorblind, so it doesn't matter what color we wear. But still, like, wouldn't you want to be like, bright just so other people can see you that's a good question that's a good point that's a very good point like high viz yeah absolutely mm. all right uh we gotta get the show on the road um we have a another texas says uh san diego best weather la can get too hot uh let's start in san diego good spot last night uh the ducks Woof. it was a dramatic finish to what i mean we can just call a sluggish game danny and dusty on the fan selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Oregon Ducks are Holiday Bowl champions, holding off a surge from North Carolina, uh, 28 to 27. Oregon uh, pulls that one out. That was a boy. The way that game started, I thought Oregon was just going to run away with it, and then it was like for about an hour of real time, uh, the Ducks like forgot how to football, and then 
thing just kind of got away from them. And then they turned it right back on at the end. That was a, a clunky, sluggish game as you'll ever see. Uh, but one thing that was really cool is that it looked like both of those teams wanted to be there. Yes. And the Holiday Bowl meant a whole hell of a lot to both Oregon and North Carolina. Yeah, that game, I I, I definitely call it not a well-executed game, <laughs> but it was a fun game. Yeah. Uh, it looked like Bo Nix was playing rope-a-dope for three and a half quarters. The Ducks were the most vanilla version of themselves they have been all season. Yep. And it came down to the wire all the way down to a, you know, a doink field goal. And everything in this game, I think each quarter kind of had its own story. Yeah. And that, that was what kind of made this, this game fun was that you had the stupid interception. You had Drake may throw some incredible passes. You had Bucky breaking up a, a ridiculous run. And that's, that's bull season kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things to take away from that thing. One uh, we need and right now. Syracuse is playing Minnesota. Uh, in the, uh, I thought that this one was gone. I thought this was dead. The uh, Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl mm-hmm. at Yankee Stadium. Football games in baseball stadiums need to stop because last night Yeesh. the turf was atrocious. Awful. It's the same thing at Yankee Stadium right now, where they put the the grass over the dirt. You can see the seam. It's not. It, it didn't take. And these guys are slipping all over the place because we're playing in December. And the turf was a massive issue. I mean, look, you had Oregon miss a field goal. North Carolina missed a field goal. Oregon damn near missed the extra point uh, that that ended up winning the game for them. They doinked it in and back behind. In that, so you're looking at that on that end of the field, kicking was an S show because of footing in the field. I mean, Oregon has had their special teams woes. And boy, did they rear their ugly head again in this game. Um, but the footing was atrocious uh, last night. And in San Diego, you don't really expect, like, you know, we were talking about just a little bit ago. It's got great weather there. Uh, it rained a couple days before. Yeah, they had an just, inch of rain. That field wasn't ready for it, man. And it, it looked bad and slippery out there. But in the grand scheme of things, it kind of added to the drama of what was. A, an entertaining game at the beginning and at the end, and then you just kind of had two quarters of what is going on here, especially if you are an Oregon fan. But at the end of the day, you look at it and you say, Oregon was the better team, and they ended up uh, pulling out a 28-27 victory. It was the most clunky 414 yards of total offense I have ever seen. It, it did not seem like a day where the Ducks were averaging damn near 10 yards of play. No, not in any way, shape, matter, or form. And watching that game, you could feel that Oregon's offensive coordinator had left. It was yeah. very vanilla. It was very basic. Everything that they did felt forced and grindy and nasty. Bo Nix looked like maybe the ankle was still bothering him. His he, ankle did not look okay until the final drive when they were in two minutes. Yeah, and every off-platform throw that he made, it looked like he was going to bounce it two yards short. It was... It just ever the only thing that looked remotely Oregon was Bucky Irving yeah. for three quarters, and thank God he did because had he not been that guy, Oregon might have been in trouble. Yeah, and give North Carolina credit; both these defenses actually played uh, better than I, I expected, or I think anybody else expected them to play. Great individual tackling. Uh, Mace Funa 
he he kind of hopefully it was a coming out party. Uh, I saw that he announced that he's coming back mm-hmm. for another year. I didn't know that that was going to be in question, but uh, he played well for the Ducks. Uh, I thought that the linebacking core we we didn't know what to expect from Jeffrey Bassa and Keith Brown as those guys have been coming in on third down often because they are better in coverage than Justin Flo um, was and at times Noah Sewell in coverage having to play one downs one through three. I thought for the first time of both of them doing that, they looked competent. They did. They they looked competent. They the secondary still had their issues and their letdowns, um, but that was to be expected in this game where Christian Gonzalez wasn't playing. Oregon was without their edge rusher, their best linebacker, and their best player in the secondary. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought we all saw how good Drake May truly is. I think Drake May was let down by some of his skills, guys. Now Drake missed a couple throws. Especially the one late where he underthrew and, yeah. and Triquez got the breakup. But for the most part, I thought Drake May was let down by some, by his skill guys throughout the night when he made some incredible throws and reads. Yeah, I mean, well, there's only one drop in the entire game. Isn't no, that isn't that incredible? Yeah. To, to think about, there was one one drop through the entire game. Uh, Jones, he's the only guy that had a drop for uh, North Carolina, but it was. In you see what Drake May is like. He is a bon- he, that guy's a redshirt freshman. That is a that is a first round talent. He is a bona fide top fifteen selection. Yes, and he will he will be one of those guys that's going to be the t- one of the top quarterbacks off the board uh, after next year. Six foot four, cannon for an arm, already going through reads, athletic enough to take it and run. Just heady, 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 heady quarterback. But that was it. Was fun to see Oregon's defense kind of tighten up a little bit mm-hmm. and I have no idea what the future is going to bring for that Oregon secondary um but it's going to get super you, young you have to take your lumps if you're yeah. going to get better and there that is something that you, there's no greater thing for a a defensive back than getting beat because you're either going to learn <laughs> or someone's going to take your spot or somebody's going to take yep. your spot and they got burnt uh, uh, more than a few times, and that was a that's a top ten quarterback. That was a very good offense, and they they stalled out a lot. It was hard. Offense was hard yesterday, grindy. And I think what we need to we need to talk about is there was a lot of defections on both of the defenses, mm-hmm. um, and that was a big talking point we talked about in the pregame show heading into yesterday. But where the rubber met the road was the offensive coordinators for both of these teams being out. That played a bigger factor than I think we expected. 100%. And we'll talk about that after Rust with SportsCenter. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Bo Nix and Drake May, they both had their moments last night uh, in the Holiday Bowl where Oregon pulls it out 28-27 and we all had to white-knuckle an extra point. And then, <laughs> I i mean, I texted, I don't know if I texted you this, but I, I, I know I texted uh, Dirt and Anthony. So this game's not over. <laughs> and with 19 seconds to go, I, yeah, no. I, have, I have seen these special teams, and I have seen this defense. This game is not over. And that they, got, seam, they got a shot. That seam opened up and had that running back not stuttered. There may have been a big return, and then the pucker factor would have kicked in by miles. The Ducks do need to look at special teams because the return Oof. game was brutal uh, uh, again for them. You know, North Carolina scored 
27 points in that game. Do you know how many drives they had of over 50 yards? I'm going to say one. Two. It, two drives over 50 yards. Oregon had five. <laughs> I mean, and that is special teams. And then one of them was, you know, you have a turnover on, I mean, uh, RIP Franco Harris, immaculate reception, immaculate interception there, oh where it goes goodness. off Terrence Ferguson, off a DB's leg. Uh, linebacker, he did kick it. He did kick it. He extended his legs. It's not a natural running motion. If no. it is, that guy's hilarious to watch run. <laughs> I want to see him run some more. But you had a triple doink interception. Yeah, and then he returns it 40 yards in into plus territory. It's like, well, what's this occurring? It felt like Flula watching that, who's a North Carolina grad and used to be the North Carolina Ram. He used to be Ramses in the no uniform. No kidding. Yeah, Flula the, the comedian. Yeah. Yeah. What is happening? He he told that story when he came in studio one time. <laughs> he was a an ex, foreign exchange student at University of North Carolina and It's a good way to in, to kind of ingratiate yourself into Tar Heel culture is to be the Tar Heel. Yeah, like oh gosh, I'm going to butcher the story but I think he got like cuz there's like a hierarchy of who gets to wear the uniform when. Yeah. And he told the story of like one of the guys got hit by a car. <laughs> so he got to go do a basketball game. Oh, wow. So he got to do the <laughs> the, the top-tier gig. Yeah, so, like, it, uh, the story was like, I was like, what? Went from covering, went, went from being the Ram at, at Excuse me? the, uh, the like tennis gymnastics, match. gymnastics, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the basketball, that, you know, doing, uh, doing the Duke-UNC right. game. But that game you saw, both those quarterbacks had their moments. And it was really hard to, to see the flashes of them because it was more of with Drake may his athleticism creating and then really going through every single one of his progressions and using it went, Whoa, that that's next level stuff right there. Placement of throws. He, he had a touchdown where he threw between two defenders back foot falling away with zip. And you're like, that's an NFL throw. Bo Nix had a couple of throws where he put it in a tight window and you said, Oh, that's a, that's a nice throw. But largely the offenses looked clunky. Ugh. And it goes back to having interim offensive coordinators on both sides there. Phil Longo is gone from uh, North Carolina. Obviously, Kenny Dillingham, we all know, is the head coach now at, at Arizona State for Oregon. In these interim offensive coordinators for Oregon, it was uh, Junior Adams and Drew Maringer, who, who Maringer was actually the one who was calling the plays. Um, they were the co-offensive coordinator for that game for Oregon. You saw, And this is where you can boil Oregon's offensive struggles down to mm-hmm. over the course of the year. We saw so much motion shifts, personnel changes in Deception. between plays. I mean, it was every single play, something new was happening mm-hmm. with Oregon. And if you boil down what Oregon's offense looked like last night, it was, you had an offensive coordinator that was more concerned about getting a play in than he else. was to setting up a defense. than he was to, all right, it takes time and this is you got forty seconds from the the time a player gets tackled to when the next snap you got forty seconds mm-hmm. to get a play call that you you feel is good or that you want to set up a defense for, and then to get that play call into the huddle over to the quarterback. Everybody breaks the huddle. They get out then to do the motions, the shifts. You need an extra fifteen seconds because mm-hmm. everybody's got to be set for one second. Then you have to do your shift or your motion. Then you have one more second. Everybody else has to be set after a shift in order for you to snap the ball. Think about the time right there that it takes to get all of that done. 
it is really impressive the way that Kenny Dillingham in his first year was able to get the offense going as quickly as he did yep. and have all of those personnel changes. Have all, and if you do a personnel change, then you have to wait for the defense an extra three seconds for them to get their personnel changes in uh, because the umpire will stand over the ball. What we saw yesterday with Oregon was a vanilla and basic offense because you had a guy calling plays for the first time and it looked like a guy calling plays for the first time because you're more worried about, can I just get the play in before we get a delay a game? And to their credit, they didn't. But at the cost was the window dressings were all gone for Oregon's offense. It and it like, affected Oregon tremendously. It looked like a kid playing Madden. Yes. No, no shift, no motion. Pick your play, run up, snap the ball, go. And look, you're... Drew Maringer is a great tight ends coach. Junior mm-hmm. Adams is a really good wide receivers coach. There's a reason why Will Stein is be- being brought from the outside in to be the offensive it, it coordinator. It takes a talent to be able to do that stuff. And you're thinking ahead and to do it in the first time in a bowl game for everybody to just be like, no, this isn't the Oregon offense that I've seen. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you have a different... It was vanilla extract. It wasn't even vanilla. It was just boiled down to a singular essence of these are the... like. The, the eventual play that is run, the plays were the same, mm-hmm. but everything was taken out of it. It was the, boiled down to its simplest product. And that is why Oregon looked so good in the two-minute. Because or, it was sped up. It was Everything was in, speeding up. You're just calling every, every play call, and you have plays that you like heading into a week for your two-minute that mm-hmm. you're prepping all week long. So players are familiar with it. Coaches are going through it, and, and through your bowl prepar- preparations – you are saying, hey, this is what we like against them in, in these looks in our two-minute. And so it was easy to call plays and how smooth it was yeah. uh, to watch the offense run on those last two drives where they needed points in a big way. And that's where he, Nick's looked the best. He he shined. He shined. And, and the offense looked the best uh, because there was, there was no overthinking. And at times you saw there was some overthinking with Oregon's offense. That's totally acceptable for an interim offensive coordinator Certainly. to have. The fact of the matter is, though, 415 yards on a clunky day, Oregon had better dudes. And, and when you outgain them by, was it, 80 yards in total offense, they have a legit top 10 quarterback in Drake May. He is incredible. Bo Nix, he shined when it meant the most. Bucky Irving in the offensive line huge. kept them in that yes. game. I mean, Bucky Irving having like a buck 49 and what was it 107 yards in the first half mm-hmm. he kept you in that game but Bo Nix won it uh, on that those final two drives and that was that was fun to see Oregon kind of grab victory from the jaws of defeat they did and, and I think everything kind of flipped on its head the first deep ball that Bo Nix uncorked <laughs> they, in the third quarter yeah, they literally <laughs> the first deep ball that they threw you got the PI uh, and it was yeah. like yeah, maybe do that again. And that is they they didn't take their shots and I think that you all I think part of that too is when they were going to try and, and take a shot early in the game, Nick's got sacked. Bo Nix wasn't healthy. I, I I don't I I don't care what he said. That ankle it didn't look like he, Bo Nix. How many passes do you think he bounced last night? 6? Uh, probably that's probably safe. And he, well, he, he didn't did, have very many incompletions, but he had seven incompletions, but six of them all, yeah, bounced. Yeah. And that's that's not Bo Nix. Like he what made him so special with this this year was how incredibly accurate he was, yeah. both in the pocket and on the move, extending plays. And that was, you know, that sack that he took 
you know, on top of what you're saying, that was a he steps up in the pocket, he takes off, he gets a yard or two. Mm-hmm. He, there were also times he didn't run the ball but really much at all for, for Oregon. I think he had a total five carries of six yards. So that was him just trying to, you know, scoot up as best he could and, and get something and make something out of nothing for that offense. It, he was not the same. No. And I think after that first sack, though, they got a little bit gun-shy. Uh, there was another play where they were going to take a shot deep, and Troy Franklin, they had Troy Franklin on a corner route in the first half, and Troy Franklin, Franklin kind of threw his arms up because he's like, I got him, I had his step. But I don't know if Bonix didn't trust that he, he could, could step into the throw. Yeah. He checked down on that play, and then... He checked down Charlie the first three quarters. The other the other play that they tried to take a, a shot was right at the end of the half, and they ended up Terrence Ferguson. Boy, you want to talk about a bad sequence of events where the ball bounces off his hand and then the two <laughs> tips to get the interception. He gets the hold on that one, uh, and it was just like, oh, boy. You, you feel for the guy in, in that sense where he gets that holding call where they could have gotten points right before the half and they had to go in empty-handed. But other than that, they had to wait until that P.I. to, to uncork one, and then they said – Wait a minute. We should probably do more of this. Chris Hudson is really good still. <laughs> We're going to take some shots a little bit further in. Um, you can see t- North Carolina scrambled. From that PI yeah, on, yeah. defensively, they were like, uh-oh, yeah. they found something. And that was a fun finish to a bowl it game. Was fantastic. That, was, that overall was clunky. Yeah. yeah. The final yeah, two minutes great. was fantastic. I mean, North Carolina goes down, and you have a touchdown-saving tackle. Drake May is just putting a drive together. Yeah. Yeah. Play after play after play. He hits the throw over the middle for the first down. He gets the uh, what looks like is going to be a scramble and the little Patrick Mahomes flick over the top yeah. for another first down. He ex- that was a hell of a play. Oh, my God. And I was like, Boston, just put your hands up! <laughs> nope. And then he looks like he's going to scramble there in the red zone, and that the window's there. Listen, Drake May is not he's not the most athletic quarterback, but he's athletic enough, and that tackle was incredible because he doesn't horse-collar him. He's behind him and somehow gets his fingers underneath the shoulder pads of a six foot four, 220-pound quarterback and is able to pull him down backwards. That was an incredible play by Casey Rogers. Unbelievable. That's a grown man move. Yeah. yeah. To, it's one thing to wrap a guy up from behind and fall forward, momentum. Mm-hmm. To stop his momentum, buckle his knees, and sit his butt down. Yeah. That You can talk about mixed making the touchdown pass to Franklin, winning the game, all that kind of stuff. That tackle won them the game because if they score a touchdown there, the Ducks are screwed. And he pulled like Mortal Kombat. Like, Get over Yeah, here. no, Just... 100%. It was a grown. That was the play of the game for me. All right. Um, hey, Ducks win the Holiday Bowl. Ten win. Ten win Ducks, ten win Beavs. Ooh. I did say, though, that Troy Franklin this? touchdown catch was pretty solid. It was pretty incredible. Both those catches. The first one was called back, yeah. and the Franklin one was And that was a great incredible throw, throw, too. Yeah. Only place that the ball could be both yeah. times. Uh, Dan Lanning, ten wins in his first year. Only Chip Kelly and Mark Helfrich pulled that feed off. Not too shabby. One of these things is year. not like the other. Yeah, I was uh, I, both of them coached in a national championship game. Again, they are the only technically. two. They are the only two Oregon coaches to coach a nat, d- the Oregon Ducks in a national championship. So I think the thing we can deduce 
Oregon's going to play in a national championship with Dan Lanning. Hmm. I thought you should. Say I mean, there's literally that's the only thing that they have in common with their <laughs> careers because they went dramatically different ways. Yes, they did. But uh, yeah, only coaches to have ten win seasons uh, in their first year: Chip Kelly, Mark Helfrich, and then Mark Helfrich went thirteen in his second year. There you go. Like Helfrich couldn't recruit. No, but he could coach. <laughs> He's only well. <laughs> That'll happen. All right, five zero three two five zero ten eighty. That's a fan text line. This is Danny Dusty on the fan. On the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Well, the Portland Trailblazers have gotten things kind of somewhat right over the last couple days. They are preparing to take on the Golden State Warriors on Friday. They get a long, long rest. But one of the stories we're still waiting on is whether or not Gary Payton is going to make his return. There has been a certain back and forth as, um, well, the organization has kind of downplayed uh, where Gary is at. And I'm not even downplayed, I don't even think is the right term anymore. They, I was at practice yesterday and talking to, to Coach Chauncey Billups, asking him about Gary Payton's availability. And the sum of it all came down to, will Gary Payton return against the Warriors uh, tomorrow night? And he was noncommittal. He was then asked... If Gary Payton decided he wanted to play Friday, he would come back. And the the team would say, yeah, 100%. This has turned into, um, it's entirely on Gary Payton. Wait, why in the world? Okay. (laughs) What this, so it is totally on Gary Payton. But why in the world has it come to this? How in the world has it come to this to where we are so far in the dark that we don't know what level he's even at right now. So here's like his return is, are, are we to assume then by, by that answer right there to where they're like, we don't know. And then would he be welcome back? Yeah, absolutely. That he is a full participant. He, he is a full go and has been for oh, almost a month. So, in the rare times that they practice, which they've actually had two practices in a row, they, which, hey, all right. He did have his practice. So here's the thing. On Tuesday, full participant in every drill. Okay. He was not a full participant yesterday in every single drill. However, <clears throat> the day before, uh, Monday, hmm. he did participate full five on five. I was told he had a absolutely insane put-back dunk. Okay. So this is entirely about how he feels the next day that's concerning like at, at, at this point now it's like it's concerning if the if the organization is like we're just waiting for him to play and it's i think the biggest part about this is is, is let me frame this real quick gary payton got his first nba contract real contract yeah. from the blazers mm-hmm. this past summer this surgery inhibits or prohibits him from being the guy that he wants to be, full yeah. committed, 100%, because Gary Payton II made his money being a missile defensively. And it, this is not to say, like, Gary Payton II is soft by any stretch because he was playing through this and yes. earned the contract and, and has been able to. 
what you're saying is that he does not feel like he can be the same guy that, that he, he can was trust quite it. yet. Yes. Yeah. And one day he may have it. That's the next day it might thing. not. That's a tough mental thing to get over. Yes, this is a core injury. So it it's impacted. It impacts everything. Hmm. I've talked to Dana about this. I've talked to Nas about this. They've all said this thing sucks. Yeah. Like, and the biggest hurdle for them, as we saw before, Nas had the hip injury. He it took him a while. He did not look good to start this season. Yeah. And it's just a matter of getting that that level of comfort. But this is, I think, one thing the organization has handled poorly on the visibility side of this. But yeah. I think there's they're so far committed to it now that it's just it is what it is. And you've seen both Shams and Chris Haynes allude to that there's a mental aspect of this in the reporting. Uh, Chris on December 22nd said, you know, there there is a, a mental aspect of this that Gary is trying to deal with. And that's where they're at. It, this is not some like big conspiracy by the team that he's hurt more than he is and they're hiding these things and by from everyone that I've talked to, coaches, players, executives, the stuff Gary is doing when he's doing it is full the full Gary Payton experience. Mm. But it's just not there the next day or he's very sore the next day or he doesn't trust something the next day like the recovery. So even if he does return even if he does, let's say he returns tomorrow for Golden State. And tomorrow, the why this is so important is not only is his former team, he's getting his ring tomorrow night. Oh, really? He's getting his ring tomorrow night. So it would be a big thing for him to return for that game. But asking people around the team, I said, is he going to go? And, we, you know, publicly we asked Chauncey and media availability. And for full disclosure, we asked for Gary yesterday. And we were denied. We, we, we wanted to have Gary out there so because... If Gary addressed this and just said, hey, I'm not there mentally, I think that would... That may be an even harder thing to get over than the mental hurdle mm-hmm. uh, is the admitting, like, no, it's a, it, it's a, can I play through what's yes. going on right now? And that's, and it's, it's, a, yeah. it's, that sucks. There's a lot of people I think who are like categorizing this as a Festus Azili thing or a Pal Gasol thing. This, that's, no. it's not that. It, this is not a, this is just, sometimes this stuff happens with injuries. And if you if you want to see the the, the closer correlation, it's Yusuf Nurkic. Mentally, it took him a very 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 long time to feel comfortable, and he still isn't entirely comfortable jumping in the paint mm-hmm. because of what happened to him. Yeah, we all saw his leg mangle. Yeah, we saw it fold like a lawn chair. Yeah, that was gross. No, and it's it's a terrible thing. And like when those things happen, and for Gary, he let, let's cut the nuts and bolts of it out. Gary got his first real contract. He has an opportunity at the end of this contract for probably one more contract because people don't realize yeah. that he's 30 years old. Yeah. Gary's not a kid. So he's got to get right so that he can perform, so that he can play and play at a level that makes sense so that at the end of this contract, he can get one more contract. Yeah, but that, I mean, like, the the end of this contract isn't coming right now. No. It's coming, like, he's got, he has but got But if he doesn't to... take care of this now? That next one's not happening. Yikes. All right, 503-250-1080. That is a fan text line. Uh, it's after Christmas, which means the NBA season is here. Um, we, we've talked to Gary Payton. What do the Blazers have left to roll out here? Um, because this is – they're kind of hitting that point where – This is the month. This is who they are, and we got to figure it out this month. Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.